Hey there, community. I'm Sister Leslie, and welcome to the Providence Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. At God's Face, we have all kinds of ways to stay connected, from small groups to book discussions to ways to pray together. We hope you feel at home and comfortable and that you find your place here in community. Thanks to all of you who reach out after each podcast through emails and comments on our Facebook page and Instagram. It's always so nice to be in touch with you and to hear your thoughts and reflections as well. So thanks for that. And now we'll do some reflecting together on our readings as we do. We'll begin with our scripture and go from there. A reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. God, who has given them to me, is greater than all and no one can take them out of God's hand. God and I are one. The Word of the Lord. Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Have you ever heard Christ speak to you? Maybe to console you, to get your attention, to call you to something? How do you know it's Christ's voice speaking to you? There are so many things vying for our attention these days. My phone consistently notifies me of things I do and do not need to tend to. There are always emails to answer. Also, outside stimuli aside, there are constant thoughts running through my head, disrupting my prayer and turning my attention to worries, plans for the future, and an assortment of random, inane things. So many voices, and most of them are not Christ's. In Scripture, Jesus warns of false prophets who claimed to be the Christ. These were inauthentic messengers who drew people away from God. People had to stay vigilant so that they'd know who was genuinely speaking for God and who was not. I don't think that was a challenge limited to Jesus' first followers, though. We, too, have to be on guard against false prophets with ingenuine messages. We, too, have voices clamoring for our attention, and we have to figure out which ones come from God and which ones don't. How do you do that? It would be so much easier if Jesus were around today and available to ask, Hey, Jesus, was that email from you, or was that just another scam trying to get my personal information? 
Jesus will never ask you for your passwords in an email. As hard as it is with all the noise around us all the time, there are some ways to figure out if something is coming from God or not. There's a fancy churchy word called discernment. Discernment is a way of sifting through the clamor to get to the voice of God. It's a way of paying attention to what's happening within us to help us to know where a voice is coming from. It's a process we can use every day in our prayer to see if those subtle or obvious shifts within us are coming from God or from something else. And it's also a helpful tool we can lean into when making a decision and seeking to know the will of God in the big picture of our lives. Although God might sound unique to each one of us and may catch our attention in different ways, there are some consistencies when it's God who's speaking. Now, you know I'm a Providence person, but I'm going to share a few things right out of the Ignatian playbook because I found them to be super helpful. St. Ignatius of Loyola was a master of recognizing the voice of Christ in his own life. And he advises us to pay attention to both our thoughts and our feelings. Some people may mostly lean into their logic and reason, and some may rely on their emotions, but Ignatius invites us to look at both. So, for instance, I tend to be a heart person. I have lots of emotions, lots of fluctuations in my feelings, and it's helpful to name them. Otherwise, I get kind of swept up in them. Naming them moves me to my head and shows me if there is a pattern to my feelings, which helps me to recognize how God is speaking. When I'm discerning with someone who's a head person, I constantly invite them to notice their emotions. How do you feel? How did that make you feel? What are the emotions that are stirring within you? I once heard that it's a long journey from the head to the heart, and wow, can that be true? Even if it's hard though, we have to be able to check in with our heads and our hearts to hear the voice of Christ. Ignatius says that there are characteristics of thoughts and feelings that show us whether they're coming from God or not. Thoughts that lead to confusion or lack of faith, hope, and love are not from God. But thoughts that lead to an increase of faith, hope, and love are from God. Likewise, feelings of peace, joy, and even sorrow for sins or regret tend to come from God. And feelings of worry, anxiety, spiritual laziness, and sadness come from something else. Our thoughts and feelings tend to fluctuate over time, even throughout just one day. And so the more we pay attention to those movements, the more we see what pulls us toward and away from God. Sometimes when I reflect over the day, I notice that my peace was disrupted, that I was annoyed by someone or something, 
and that maybe I reacted in a way that now I wish I hadn't. That's normal, I think. It helps to come back to that later and reflect on what caused it. What was happening for me then? Or I might notice moments during the day when I felt close to God. It's good to notice that too, so I can do more of whatever it was that got me there. We all want more of that, right? There's a prayer called the examine that helps us to walk back through the day with God to notice these movements. You can find the examine in lots of different places if you search for it. You can also listen to a guided examine on the prayer page of the Godspace website. I think it's called Let Us Pray. God usually draws us toward happiness and satisfaction. When we discern and seek to know God's call in the bigger picture of our lives, we look at what brings us peace and happiness, and we look for patterns. A one-time happy moment may or may not be a call from God, but consistent joy and peace likely is a call from God. For me, when I was discerning religious life, I felt strongly both fear and joy. I was scared to move toward religious life because it was so different from what other people were pursuing, and it just felt so uncertain. My fear wanted me to move in a different direction, but I couldn't. Why? Because being around sisters praying with them, even reading or just thinking about religious life made me so dang happy that I just couldn't leave it alone. When you have Sister Act on repeat, both the movie and the soundtrack, and you're playing church music in the car, it's safe to say something is going on. <laughs> and it might not seem logical to move toward a life of poverty, chastity, and obedience but logic was at work when I took the long view and noticed the pattern of my emotions. I was consistently happy when I was around sisters. There was something about them that resonated with me, and my feelings of fear were just more random. Over time, I came to see that, partly because I had a good spiritual director who showed me that fear does not come from God. So fear can't guide my decisions. Now I know that a call from God usually does scare me a little, but that fear comes from me, not from God. When I was discerning my vocation, I was able to recognize that it didn't make sense to move away from something that made me feel that happy, even if it was scary, and even if it didn't make sense to other people. And the other thing is, if we get it wrong, if we mishear or misunderstand the voice of God, all's not lost. In this gospel reading, Jesus says, no one can take them out of my hand. And then he says it again, no one can take them out of God's hand. Ah, oh, yes, thank God. I take great comfort from that. 
God has a hold on us, not a tight grip, but a comforting, reassuring, strong hold on us, and nothing can make God let go. So even if we move away from God accidentally or on purpose, God is still holding us. God is with us in whatever we do. And even when we can't hear God, we can trust that somehow, some way, God has a hold on us. Christ assures us that he knows us. I believe that's true. Christ knows us, and so Christ knows how to speak to us in ways we can understand. And we can learn to hear God speaking to us through our thoughts and feelings, the circumstances of our lives, other people, our prayer, even creation. We hear and recognize Christ's voice, our God who knows us, loves us, and holds us, and we follow. Amen. And now let's continue our reflection. So again, have you ever heard the voice of Christ speak to you? What does Christ sound like? What brings you peace, joy, love? What brings you an increase of thoughts about faith, hope, and love? What stirs up feelings of anxiety, worry, or sadness? What turns your thoughts to confusion? What decreases your thoughts of faith, hope, and love?
Do you trust that God is holding you? That God loves you whether you listen to God or not? What helps you to trust? And what makes it hard to trust? Maybe take a moment to reflect on this and to talk to God about it all. Thanks for listening to the Providence Podcast. I hope you continue to connect with God's space and, of course, the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky. As you enter this week, may you notice all the ways that God cares for you. And may we all take good care of each other. Peace.